tell you what the alien agenda is. It's going to sound very familiar. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six, to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029. The whole blood drinking ceremony of the satanic world. Wall Street, the Illuminati. Children are being killed for their bone now. The end of the world as we know it. This one world government, this one world economy. America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. Come on, come on, to the depths of our imagination. You may not like what you find, but after all, it's our mind. And welcome. It's November 2nd, 2020, two days away from arguably the most important election for sure of my generation and most likely yours too. It's just chaos day after day and who knew that this type of uh, magnitude of an election would come down to Donald Trump and Joe Biden. So, I'm not going to spend too, too much time talking about the election and politics per se. we got a good bit to cover and talk about. I bit off a little more than I could chew yet again this week. And, oh, I'll get to that. But, we're not really voting for uh, a party or a Democrat or Republican, are we? We're not really voting for that this year. We're voting for freedom, whichever lens you're looking through, right? Conservatives, Republicans, we're voting for classic America, traditional America, right? Family values, hardworking middle class, no socialism. That's what most people on the Trump party are going to be voting for. They're voting against socialism. You see it on their signs. And that's the truth. You see these Democratic candidates. You know, Joe Biden, I could sit here all day and play Joe Biden clips just completely shitting on him and how he's a, a, a moron and be a racist, legitimately a racist. You know, he a pedophile... Where is my, I got clips of this man for days, right? For days. I mean, look at this. We choose truth over facts. Yeah. Here's another. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Let's play that one more time. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. He says poor kids are just as talented and just as bright as white kids. If Donald Trump ever said that, that would have been the end of Donald Trump. Period. That insinuates such deep racism. It's not, oh, he called Mexicans coming over to the border. Oh, he called them racists and rapists and criminals. And No, that's a president making a, a rash assumption based off of facts and statistics, and he has to act accordingly. But that is deep racism. 
Now let's get to Pedo Joe. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> he learned about kids jumping on his lap. So I could sit here and do this all day. I got one more if you want it. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Yeah, you do. We do. You don't, Joe. You don't know the thing, and you really should know the thing. So, again, I could sit here and play anti-Joe Biden clips all day, but, uh, you know, we're beating a dead horse now, and that's kind of the only reason why I'm bringing this up, is because I go, okay, so I go to a, a, a grocery store, and... I see it. This is, you know, it's a blacker area. I go to a grocery store and I see nothing but Biden Harris stickers everywhere. Everywhere. And one thing I've noticed is like it's it's kind of blind support. I feel like not a lot of them understand what they're even voting for. Now, I mean, that's kind of offensive, I guess. You know, don't assume, I don't know, I'm voting for, okay, well, then I'll assume you know what you're voting for, in in which case, which, you don't. You don't. You fucking don't, dude. I'm running to people all the time, and it's like, you're voting for Trump? And I'm like, dude, the fact that you'll even ask that is ridiculous. First of all, it's none of your goddamn business. Second of all, no shit. You know, on one hand, you've got... uh, a presidential candidate who doesn't give not two fucks about law and order, you know, on, on, on the national debate stage, Trump, who's not the moderator, he's debating him, has to do the job of the uh, uh, moderator twice in a row and actually ask the hard-hitting questions. The questions that stump Biden every time and the moderator wouldn't dare ask those questions because they're in somebody's fucking pocket. Okay, I'm going to try to keep my blood pressure at a reasonable level while I talk about this. This is why I don't do politics all the time. Because it drives me fucking crazy. But he doesn't care about police. He doesn't care about, you know, first responders. He doesn't care about middle class citizens. He only cares about two classes of citizens. The rich, the 1%, which we're finding out he's a part of. Okay, and we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to that. Um, and then, of course, his faux support, this fake democratic support of poor and impoverished areas, who we, as you just heard, in fact, I'll uh, really hammer at it for you. This is who he believes. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Right. So, poor people, as, as you would assume from Joe Biden there, uh, black areas, right? Black areas, which Trump has done more for than any president as a sheer focus. And yet he's racist. And now the only reason why I think he did that was because he's constantly having to combat. Oh, he's racist. He has to constantly combat that. Now, if you really think he's a racist, you're out of your fucking mind. Do a little bit of homework, just a little bit of research, and don't come to me 
with this fucking notion of, well, he said that, you know, show me what he said. That's the problem I have, right? And that's a problem I have with the fucking debates, too, is you got all these claims being thrown out, right? What about the laptop? What about your son? What about, well, those are all baseless claims. Show the fucking video. Okay? There's, when there's things on video, like your son, like the presidential candidate's son smoking crack on video and in pictures with underage girls who are topless. This isn't a conspiracy, but they're doing a fucking good job of painting it as a conspiracy and you fucking people are buying it. Now, of course, this show I do is completely centered around conspiracies. But the fact that nobody's willing to humor this shit, nobody's willing to tell people the truth, gives me no choice. And unfortunately, politics and the road for politics and the road for conspiracies nowadays fork together at the end of the road and run head on. So, you know, we got to stop pretending. Let me get to the point. So I was... Just curious, like, all this black support that I don't believe actually exists, okay, I believe that, well, I mean, from the from the data we're getting, from the information, the real numbers, not just CNN baseless polls that they do with 90% Democrat voters that still have Trump hanging in there, which I find hilarious, according to real information... He's got the most, he's got 19% of the black population voting for this man. I mean, Trump, not Biden. You know why? Because Biden tells you that if you're black and you don't vote for him, you're not black. But you still got his fucking sticker on your car. Are you scared of Biden? Did he get in your head? Did he say, if you don't vote for me, you're not black and you rushed out and got a fucking Biden sticker and bought your Black Lives Matter mask? Not going to get on that another day. However, I just got to know what what support. I really want to sit down with somebody who really supports Joe Biden's campaign. And I want them to explain to me, not as a Trump supporter, as a person. I want you to explain to me what it is you support about Joe Biden's campaign and Kamala Harris's campaign. What is it about their policy? What is it about their plan? You see celebrities flip-flopping on it all the time. You had 50 Cent come out to support Trump. Why? Because he said that he read Biden's tax plan and you don't want him to become 20 Cent. Ha, 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 ha. Hilarious. But reasonable. You read Biden's tax plan or lack thereof. As he constantly shits on Trump's tax plan, but he's cut our taxes already, and our gas is almost almost at a dollar, depending on where you are. But like we like to live in this la la land, though, don't we? Even on the debate stage, we're living in this fucking this Narnia world, this matrix, where it's like Trump gets bombarded with questions about. Minimum wage, right? This really bugged me. You know, and, and it's like more bullshit on this Democrat 
platform, which is really a super, it's not really a democratic platform. You're not voting Democrat. You're voting, you're voting hardcore liberal progressive. Okay. Because you're voting for the policies, the ideas, the plans of not only Kamala Harris, who is extremely radical and admits to it on TV. And again, folks, I'm not going to compile all these fucking clips. You should do a little bit of research yourself. I mean, there's no way you ended up here on my show watching this shit without finding some of this out. I mean, look it up. These fucking people go on TV and admit to shit that they later deny, and the media eats that up and shits on Trump, who you have nothing on. You create these fucking false rumors that he's got fucking hookers peeing on him in Russia. What are we doing? You know, you got this Ukraine thing that you tried to fucking impeach Trump out, out of office because he supposedly was digging and, and digging for information, trying to blackmail Ukraine uh, uh, officials, even though immediately Trump releases his transcript of his phone call. There's nothing like that. Everything he said was legal. Everything he did was legal. Not to mention it's all shit. It's all business as usual for politicians. The difference is Trump's looking at you and telling you about it. He's being transparent. So you try to impeach Trump for some Ukraine shit and then some blackmail, right? Turns out Biden blackmailed Ukraine to get a prosecutor fired because he was investigating his son. He's on fucking TV on the CFR council for foreign relations. And if you don't know what that is yet, I'm on podcast number three, talking about the CFR. That is where you'll find the plans. That is where you want to talk about conspiracies with COVID and all, you know, everything we're going to get to today. And what I got to a couple weeks ago on the great reset, It's all there. So Biden's on the CFR. Matter of fact, I'm going to make you guys suffer and listen to me find this because I should have gotten this. Just for you Biden supporters. Let me see. I bet I can't even find it. Yep, there it is. Hold on a minute. Let me see. Hold on a minute. I don't have the damn clip because YouTube, you know what I'm having a problem with too while I'm fucking on this topic is that I'm doing show prep, right? Gathering up clips, things that I can play about today's topic, which is, you know, COVID, Bill Gates, the lockdown, his mRNA vaccines and things like that. And I, I have to dig and dig and dig to find this shit because YouTube just shoves it under the fucking rug and and puts a bunch of pro Bill Gates, pro bullshit in my face. It's so sold out. Every tech, I'm not even, I'm spiraling, dude. But anywho, Joe Biden's at the fucking CFR, okay? And he literally says, he brags about doing what they tried to impeach Trump for. And yet, Nothing. On this clip, he says, actually, man, I bet I could find it on DuckDuckGo. That's the only, like, 
Is this it here? Let's see, let's see, let's see. He's a retard. Like, Biden really... <laughs> see, here we go. It's just a bunch of ABC News, CBS News. This isn't... Why can't I get the clip of Biden admitting to a fraud? I think I just got it. Ooh, give me a minute, folks. I got it. After 10 minutes on YouTube of going through all the propaganda that they shove in your fucking face, that's why I'm not on Facebook, because they just shove it all in your fucking face. Make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. If I see one more celebrity, tell me to go fucking vote, dude. Eat my ass. Tell me to go vote. You fucking vote. Actually, don't vote. Your money never changes, shit dick. You're the 1%. It's all part of the fucking brainwashing, man. It's all part of the brainwashing. So, where are we at here? Got the clip. What is it? BB Joe Biden, CFR. And listen to this shit. Maybe. Maybe not. Before, I just want to there put one other issue on the floor before I get one, another question or two, which is Ukraine. This administration, before, I just want to put one other issue on the floor I had a bunch happening there. I just needed to play once. Just one time. Just one time. Just play the clip before I just throw this laptop across the fucking floor. Before, I just want to put go. one other issue on the floor before I get one, another question or two, which is Ukraine. This administration, unlike the administration you worked in, decided to provide limited defense articles to Ukraine. Do you think that was a wise decision? And more broadly, do you see any scope for any sort of a deal on eastern Ukraine? The answer is yes, I think it was a wise decision. But then again, I was pushing that for two years before we left. So, And the reason is, I think the more you up the ante, the cost to Russia for their aggression. I mean, as you all know, and you know this better than anybody, um, you know, the one big lie going on about Ukraine back in, uh, in, in the rest of Russia is that no Russian soldiers are engaged, they're not dying, no body bags are coming home, etc., because there's overwhelming opposition on the part of the body politic in Russia for engagement in Ukraine in a military sense. Um, uh, do I think there, I think the Donbass has potential to be able to be solved, but it takes two things. One of those things is missing now, and that is I'm desperately concerned about the backsliding on the part of uh, uh, Kiev in terms of corruption. They made, I mean, I'll, I'll give you one concrete example. I, I, I was, not I, I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our brothers, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev. And, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from... Uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. 
So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, "Nah," I said, "I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> you got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> you got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> you got fired. Oh, son of a bitch! Oh, son of a bitch! So you just heard it. It's embarrassing, and the fact that so let me explain to you. That was a hell of a long clip. And I wish I would have got the shorter one, but I was working on my heels. So they try to impeach Donald Trump for a prid quo. Sorry, I can't say that fucking word. Prid quo. Hmm. <laughs> I'll call it blackmail. Okay. Basically trying to impeach him for blackmailing the Ukraine president. He releases the transcripts. There was no such thing. All he was doing was asking for information on his opposing uh, uh, Democratic candidate. Now, this came out, this is from when he was still VP, right? And he tells you, I told him until you fire the prosecutor who was trying to prosecute Hunter Biden. For what? God knows. We'll get to that. And he withholds federal funding from our government in order to accomplish getting a prosecutor fired for personal reasons. And if you share this clip, okay, if you share this clip on Big Tech or any of the social media giants, you are our new government. We are under a technocracy. That is our new government, Big Tech. If you try to share that on Facebook, Twitter, you get flagged, if not banned. Just like when you share FBI statistics about black males being killed at way less rates than white men. It's all a scam. It's all a fucking scam. And you've bought into it. A lot of us bought into it. See, because this is not random. Okay? None of this shit... None of this chaos is random. That's the beauty of what what people like myself have been reading about for years now. And there's people that go decades back reading and writing about it. And not just Alex Jones. This isn't about Alex Jones. Alex Jones is the only one willing to consistently push and fight and give you this information. Well, he's he spreads misinformation. It's like, well... What, he gets something wrong sometimes? Do you hear the amount of info that he gets? And 90% of it's right. So this isn't random. None of this is random. None of this election civil unrest. The civil unrest in the streets for justified shootings. Not of black males. Okay? That's the media painting this narrative for you. It's the shooting, the justified shooting of fucking criminals. Now, what we're finding out is how many criminals are black. 
But are we just finding this out? And this isn't a racial thing, okay, folks? This isn't about black people. Okay, you're 13 or 14% of the population. You commit 50%. No, I'd have to relook them up. I had it on Facebook, but they flagged it and then I got off Facebook. Because to me, that's dangerous. You commit about half the crimes, the violent crimes, but you're only 13% of the population. You understand? This isn't all black people. But see, what's happening is, and, and this is going to perfectly tie me into what I'm talking about today, which is this all has been predetermined, okay? And I'm not a kook. I'm not crazy. But it's all obviously been predetermined. Not to mention everything from the lockdown to COVID to race riots, you know, civil unrest, break up the country, divide the states. It's all predetermined. It's all admitted on white paper documents that have now been retracted. Okay, the, the, the Davos group, you know, I did, I did a podcast on the Davos and their Great Reset plan that conveniently lined up with COVID and locking down the world and rolling out all this new technology, whether it be contact tracing on your phones, microchips, the mark of the beast. It's all satanic. You know, in the Bible, they say, you know, you're going to look for the mark of the beast, right? What would that be? Well, you got Bill Gates trying to give you this little micro micro needle tattoo on your arm that you can scan at any time, anywhere, any checkpoint, completely unconstitutional. You can scan this. Actually, what I just said is very important. And then I'm going to hit, I'm going to jump to, uh, I ranted. And I apologize. I'm going to go ahead and jump to some clips that I compiled here um, about Bill Gates and, and vaccines. And we're going to jump back in and kind of tie it all together. But what I just said is super important. I said it's very unconstitutional. But one thing I've noticed while researching, you know, everything you find in this research is all global this, global that. It's never per country. So it's obvious that there is a goal. When it comes to science and technology and moving forward, no matter what agenda you're looking at, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2045, with, with technology companies rolling out robots and AI computers, 5G satellites, it's all admitted. And we're going to get to it. But that unconstitutional thing is important because... That runs our country. Every country has its own way, right? They want everything to just come together, operate under the guise of of one world government, which we already do. We already do. People already meet in secrecy. Really not even secrecy anymore. So many people know where they meet. It's the, the most powerful people in the world. Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey. Rockefellers, the Rockefeller group, the Bilderberg group, which is what runs the world. I hate to break it to you guys. If you're out there like, oh, conspiracy theory, hate it. But there's so much out there that you can read and it just tells you. It tells you. The Rockefeller, or the, uh, yeah, it was the Rockefeller website as of last year. Every year they do a yearly up-to-date report. 
and broke up into subcategories. And on as of last year, on their website was Project Lockstep. Okay, predicting this entire lockdown. All coming from a man-made virus that'll shut the world down. Allowing for a new way of society, a new way for the world to live. I mean, I talked about it with the global... Uh, in fact, I still have my clip of... Let's see, where is it at? The Great Reset. The Great Reset's really what you need to be looking up. Okay, but that's that'll tell you exactly... I do. I just got to get that clip. Give me a second. I'm not prepared for today at all. Uh, I need to go to documents. I want to make sure I lay this out for you because it it's this is why this is happening, right? The Great Reset, I'm about to play it for you, is why all this happens, right? This This lockdown, this conspiracy. Just check this out. We have an incredible opportunity to create entirely new sustainable industries, investing in nature as the true engine of our economy. The current global crisis has disrupted every aspect of our lives, but it has also presented us with an extraordinary opportunity, a chance to reset and accelerate efforts to improve the state of our world. Changing our current trajectory will require bold and imaginative action, together with determination and decisive leadership. In order to secure our future and to prosper, we need to evolve our economic model, putting people and planet at the heart of global value creation. If there is one critical lesson we have to learn, from this crisis, we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. That's enough of that. So, basically, again, if you want to hear the full clip, you can go back to my episode 17 or 18, I believe. And it's all about the Davos group and this great reset. And so what what you just heard is exactly what I've been telling you here. Okay? It even tells you this. It's created a great opportunity for a global reset and putting nature at the source of our continuance, right? Our, our movement forward. So what do they mean by the nature? Okay. Obviously they're referring to carbon footprint. I'm going to play a few more clips now of Bill Gates. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Check this out. This is Bill Gates in 2015, I think. So this, just to give it some context. Of all the things that are out there, what could cause an excess in a single year of 10 million deaths? Now clearly a, a, a big war could, and a pandemic natural or, or created by terror. The natural pandemic, the last gigantic one, was 100 years ago. We are healthier today, but the speed of travel and therefore the speed of global spread, that works against us. But in some ways, the bioterror thing uh, scares me the most. All it takes is one small terrorism group. Uh, you know, those groups have used 
things like anthrax that are non-human to human transmissible. And as yet, thank goodness, they've never gotten, been able to build or get their hands on a nuclear weapon. Are you nervous about your own life and no. what could happen? This thing will get a lot of countries before it gets to the U.S., but even the U.S. has to uh, think about its global health security. It's a government thing to decide, okay, this is a problem. How do you move resources around? How do you allocate the, the scarce supplies? You know, when an epidemic hits, governments having been prepared in advance and going through simulations, that will help them make the decisions that are only in their hands. Okay, so you just heard it from Bill Gates, right? Talking about terrorists with bioweaponry, that being his fear. Okay, so let me hear let me tell you this right now. These elites that I just spoke about, they are the terrorists now. All right. So you have, and again, it's I don't have the time to break down every little bit of Bill Gates' connections because God knows it takes so long to find it. You can't even find it on Google. You have to use other search engines that aren't bought up by big tech. And it's, it's difficult. It's difficult, but it's out there. Um, they are the terrorists. So we know that Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, who they placed right next to the president, brilliantly enough, and it took the president a minute to figure it out, which is why he started sidestepping and shitting on Fauci. Um, Fauci funded the Wuhan lab where this virus originated. Now, experts have looked at this virus under a microscope, experts who know what they're talking about, who aren't allowed on Facebook because they're telling the truth. And they've looked under this microscope and what they've discovered is that this virus, as it continues to mutate, is man-made. It's a man-made virus. It's a chimera virus. So, you create this virus, you know, that Fauci funds, and then all of a sudden Fauci's at the forefront of the WHO, the World Health Organization, the EU, who are all working together with China, which I don't, I had a clip that was, it was just too long, but straight up back in the day, right before the Wuhan lab exploded with news, no one even knew about it. They were talking about this already. That's my point. They were already warning us about it. You got Bill Gates saying, you know, that, that the biggest problem for us to cause 30 million deaths would be a pandemic. Meanwhile, you have Bill Gates constantly talking about how many, how, what percentage of our population would need to decrease in order to fix our population issue, which I'm going to get to. So isn't that just like super convenient? Okay. You have Fauci that funds a lab where Bill Gates on record patents a man-made drug, sorry, a man-made virus that then gets released to the world everywhere except China. We got all these videos, all these scare propaganda videos over here of people in China just falling and passing out and dropping dead which isn't happening from this virus at all 
and and then all of a sudden that stops. You find out that Wuhan had all the cases, okay, no cases in Beijing, which is the largest population of China. So I think it's a bit odd that you had one of the most intense viruses to shut down everything, run straight out of China past all their major cities. It was a targeted attack. Bill Gates says that his fear is bioweaponry attack. We're already there. You're at the forefront of it, Billy boy. And then for years now, his foundation has been working very close with vaccines, which we're about to get to. And I'll tell you why that ties into his depopulation plan. And yes, we are talking extinction, not of all people, but extinction of black people. That's where it starts. You're the easiest to control and taking advantage of. Think about it. Black Lives Matter. Who funded it? Who funded that? I know most of you don't give a shit. Obviously, I've seen people ask you and you're like, you know, raise your fist. You just dig your fucking heels in. But we know who funded it. Okay. Powerful mega bank groups have funded it. Dude, George Soros has funded $3 million total to Black Lives Matter. And this is not even a decade after admitting his plan and life work will be to bring down America. He even tells you how he's going to do it. He's going to bring it down by inciting race violence and dividing the country. He'll then do what he's done in every other country, which is bet on a, or sorry, bet against our dollar and then help destroy and devalue our currency, and collapse our society, collapse our dollar, collapse our entire nation. That way he profits, just like every other billionaire throughout this uh, pandemic. They've all doubled their net worth. Because you see, you release a virus, forces everyone to shut down, which happens so easily and so fast. This has been in place. You shut down the world. You make it to where nobody wants to leave their house. Okay, small businesses you do away with by inciting race violence and riots. Okay, you create these... You, you, you brainwash the African-American youth. The media brainwashes them, constantly telling them that they can't leave their house without being murdered by cops. They create this genocidal illusion so that now black people are calling the cops and the cops are showing up as they're supposed to and then they're being chased off with a knife from the person that called them. So then they finally shoot after running away. They finally shoot and kill the individual as they should have did right when they saw the knife. And then everybody immediately riots because at this point, it's just, it's just a trigger. Now they created this trigger. They've not only painted the narrative themselves, but created the trigger to spark these race riots whenever they want. And who do they target? They go destroy small businesses that literally hold the economy of the city on their backs. 
Do you see what's happening? Right in front of our face. This is all not random. All calculated. All determined. China's, I mean, and China admits to wanting to get rid of Trump. Why? Because Trump stops China from ripping us off. Cuts out the middlemen in pharmaceutical trade. Middlemen who are pocketing millions of dollars just to move drugs into our country. So, you trigger these race riots, destroy these businesses to the point where they can't return. So now you don't have small businesses. All the other in-between businesses are shut down because they're following COVID. They're following their orders from the UN, which is who runs our country right now. Complete medical tyranny. And small businesses are gone. Middle businesses are shut down, won't reopen until they're told. So you got people having to use online shopping, cashless pay. It's all part of the plan. Get rid of cash, control the currency, destroy the value of the currency. Everyone in our country will be impoverished. Now, who wins? Who wins when people are impoverished and need help? Democrats. I'm not your everyday Democrat. I'm not stupid, and I'm not going to point the finger at the Democratic Party. But I see a pattern. I see a pattern, and I know you see it too. So, more clips. So Bill Gates warns us about this, right? He tells us exactly what's happening. He tells us exactly the point, right? So even in his TED Talks presentation, he's talking about how how much CO2 gets put out on average from human beings, the temperature increase from the CO2 and the negative effects, right? Carbon footprint. I just played you the Great Reset where they talk about this being a great opportunity to fix it. And in the rest of the clip, they tell you that it would fix our carbon footprint. They would cut it in half, which is what he wants to do with our population. I don't get to that. So, uh, let's see. Contact tracing. We're going to get to that. This is another Bill Gates clip about what he calls the next outbreak we are not ready for. And this is also pre-COVID. This was in, I think, 2018. When I was a kid, the disaster we worried about most was a nuclear war. That's why we had a barrel like this down in our basement, filled with cans of food and water. When the nuclear attack came, we were supposed to go downstairs, hunker down, and eat out of that barrel. <laughs> Today, the greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. Instead, it looks like this. If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Weird. Not missiles, but microbes. Now, part of the reason for this is that we have invested a huge amount 
in nuclear deterrence. But we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic. We're not ready for the next epidemic. Let's look at Ebola. I'm sure all of you read about it in the newspaper.、Uh, lots of tough challenges. I followed it、uh, carefully through the、uh, case analysis tools we use to track polio eradication. And as you look at what went on, the problem wasn't that there was a system that didn't work well enough. The pr- problem was that we didn't have a system at all. In fact, there are some pretty obvious、uh, key missing pieces. We didn't have a group of epidemiologists ready to go who would have gone, seen what the disease was, see how far it had spread.、Uh, the case reports came in on paper.、Uh, it was very delayed before they were put online, and they were extremely inaccurate. We didn't have a medical team ready to go. We didn't have a way of preparing people. Now, Medicine Sans Frontieres did a great job orchestrating volunteers, but even so, we were. Far slower than we should have been getting the thousands of workers into these countries, and a large epidemic would require us to have hundreds of thousands of workers. There was no one there to look at treatment approaches,、uh, no one to look at the diagnostics, no one to, to figure out what tools should be used. As an example,、uh, we could have taken the blood of survivors, processed it. And put that plasma back in people to protect them,、uh, but that was never tried. So there was a lot that was missing, and these things are really a global failure. The- and as I said, a global failure. Everything's global with these guys, right? They're already in motion. This isn't—they're not even considering America anymore. They just want to do away with that. The whole idea of the Western culture is being destroyed. We all know that. So we got Bill Gates, our new master, right, telling us a year before this actually happens that it's going to happen. It's insane. So what comes of? Well, I'll get to the the genocide of black people here soon. And what comes of this? Shut down this when you shut the world down. And again, I've already covered this, but we're we're keeping a few things in mind. We're keeping in mind Bill Gates's attempts at depopulation, which he admits needs to be at a very large scale. He wants to bring our population down to 2.5 million people. Okay, that's less than what we have in the U.S. alone, not to mention China, and Russia. So, you shut down the world. What happens? This happens. First of all,、uh, we're glad that you have fully recovered. We understand that you just suffered from COVID-19 yourself. Of course, we are about to have a very important conversation right now because the most vulnerable, the poorest in the world, not only unable to work because of global lockdowns, but also seeing food prices surging because of panic buying and supply chain disruptions. How bad could it be? Well, it could be bad, and it is bad already. We're already seeing. Uh, the symptoms and the beginning of the spread in Africa, which is going to be catastrophic. I mean, you've seen the disruption in some of the most sophisticated supply chain countries in the world, like the United States. And you can imagine, if you have a problem there, what you're going to have in the most fragile environments or economies in the world, like in Africa. And so, we had just come out, incidentally or coincidentally, with a report of last year's 
severe food shortage or the severe food insecurity for people, 135 million people literally marching toward the brink of starvation, and now compound that with COVID, we're looking at the possibility of 265 million people marching toward the brink of starvation, and this will be an absolute uh, catastrophe. So, All right. Again, I've already played that clip in full. You can find it two episodes, three episodes ago, two episodes ago. Um, so we got this global lockdown that leads to what? Biblical starvation. He says, and I quote, starvation at biblical proportions. So we're losing three times the amount of people than COVID just from them being locked down and starving and the breakdown of supply chains, which media is acting like isn't actually happening. It doesn't get coverage. The media clip that I just played, again, I had to dig for. It's not getting the rounds that uh, other things would be getting that maybe Trump did or that conservatives say or do or wear or, or think. So it's leading to a global starvation which does what? It depletes population. Convenient. Um, the next portion, though, is the most dangerous, and it's what's going to lead to a demise here in the United States, and that's vaccines. I'm not necessarily anti-vaxxer, but yet I'm becoming anti-vaxxer. It's starting, I, I skipped my own flu vaccine this year for the first time, and we'll see what happens. Um, the next thing before I jump, well, actually, I probably wrap up with that so what about vaccines so you got bill gates bill gates is the head he's a forefront of vaccine technology in africa okay he brings mass amounts of vaccines into africa now what that should be a good thing but we don't know he brings them into india asian you know asian countries that are impoverished so i'm just going to run through a few clips real quick kind of help sum up this vaccine thing here so this is south sudan right just another one example some children did survive the botched vaccinations last month and will recover but 15 all under the age of five died from fever vomiting and diarrhea this is really this tragic event is as big as that what we what we have seen the inoculations took place in a remote village nearly 300 kilometers east of the capital juba the contaminated vaccine caused sepsis, a blood infection. Human errors contributed to the unfortunate deaths of the children, and namely the use of unskilled and untrained personnel. Among those administering the vaccine to 300 children was a 12-year-old, and the same syringe was used repeatedly for four days. Syringes are not meant to be reused. No, thanks. In their initial findings, investigators say that's what contaminated the measles vaccine, which. So we got 12 year old kids giving out a handful of inoculations. Forced, I'm sure. With the same needle. These vaccines are coming from Bill Gates. Here's another one. Um, which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? Now, this is going to directly tie into what I'm getting at here. Anger is growing in central India, where at least a dozen women have died. Dozens more have become ill. 
after more than 80 women were sterilized by just one doctor on a single day. Fucking Surgeries Mengele. took place over the weekend under a controversial national program aimed at limiting India's massive population. The exact cause of death isn't clear yet, but a team of doctors has been flown in from New Delhi to deal with the crisis. Our main concern at this time, I repeat, our main concern at this time is to ensure that there are no more casualties. Four government doctors have been suspended, including the surgeon who oversaw the operations, and India's prime minister is calling for an investigation. The government performs millions of free sterilizations on men and women every year. The vast majority of the patients are poor women, usually villagers, who receive a one-time incentive fee, the equivalent of between 10 and 20 U.S. dollars, or the amount someone who's poor in India often earns in a week. Ned Barker, the Associated Press. All right, so this is important. So you got poor women, as I just said, who you offer something they can't resist. More money than they make in a week just to take a, a shot. Now, what happens to these women that get these vaccines? As you just heard, sterilizations. Now, what's something that sterilization would directly affect overall on a global scale, which is what they're working on? Depopulation. You got it. Okay? So you have, let's start from the top. Let's keep this timeline. Fauci funds a lab. This lab creates man-made viruses. These viruses get shipped around the world. Shuts the whole world down. Big massive lockdown. Everybody panics. Takes the UN's advice to shut down. The UN is 100% and works with China. China signed up, not signed up, but China agreed to shift all their focus in 2012, I think, something like that, to join the United Nations, I'm sorry, join the EU and the WHO and helping with dealing with viruses. So you get viruses that come from China, then the WHO, who's in charge of the EU, Tells the entire world to shut down. Giving you uh, an excuse to reset everything to cut our carbon footprint in half, which would then cut half our population down. You got starvation rates that are biblical, cutting down the population even further. And then you have forced vaccinations being mass shipped out to Africa, being given, just like I just described, sterilizing women. All of this goes under the guise of depopulation. So now you have Bill Gates openly working on a vaccine for COVID that he admits, he admits it's all dangerous, right? Just two different vaccines that you're going to have to take. You have a stronger one and you have a weaker one. And the stronger one, 100% of test subjects were hospitalized. 80% were hospitalized on the weaker virus. Now, according to Bill Gates, according to Dr. Gates, everyone will need two of those, especially old people who are way more susceptible, people with underlying conditions, 
which is the only people that this virus really affects. So what I believe is that, well, Bill Gates admits that he's working on an mRNA vaccine. Now, what this mRNA vaccine is going to do, and I've said it before, this is going to go into... So you got this... I was kind of briefly talking about it earlier. It was the mark of the beast, right? The, the tattoo. It's a little micro-beaded tattoo that they put on your wrist and it immediately goes in little bitty micro needles, go in your skin, you don't even feel it, and it sends this vaccine into your cells. And what it'll do is it'll start affecting your DNA. They're changing us as people. Now what that does, this is where my theory comes into play. And then I'm going to return to the genocide. Well, actually, no, that's really it. I mean, the sterilization in Africa, they're ending the black population. They're manipulating you in heavy countries like America, and in third world impoverished countries, they're just eliminating you. And no one wants to talk about it. It's complete depopulation. Yes, it goes across the board, but you think these people want to keep you alive? And their ties to the abortion world which is an industry that if you look at the rate of abortion from white to black, even Kanye West, who I don't really like because he doesn't understand that Oprah is a Satanist and molests children, black children in Africa, seeing a pattern. And he, he, he comes out all the time and talks about the amount of black babies that are lost to abortion each year. It's a lot. And this has been going on for a long time. And when you see Black Lives Matter in your face at a restaurant or making you raise your fist at some fucking Antifa checkpoint. that I mean, what are you supporting? You won't even acknowledge that. You're pro-life. But you're saying Black Lives Matter. What about black babies? Okay? Because these babies are being killed late trimester. Third trimester. Again, that's a different episode, man, abortion. I don't want to get into that here, but it's this is a problem that is going global, as they say. Again, it's not random. Bill Gates admits that these are dangerous. He admits that it's going to change your DNA. That's the point. So he says in one of the clips I played that there's ways to get us ready. For, this is him predicting a pandemic that would kill millions of people. Which is what they told us, by the way, that COVID would do. COVID was supposed to kill 2 million Americans. It barely crossed the 200,000 threshold. And that's with false positives. So, <laughs> oh boy, this is a lot, man. <clears throat> He's got... He's got the world, under, like the world population completely under control by just completely reversing it. So he's got dangerous vaccines that he's rolling out every other country, testing them out in impoverished countries, preparing to roll all this out here, right? All this technology is going to be rolled out here. Now what I mean, and if you're talking about lockdown, like draconian lockdown and stuff, you can check footage from Italy, you can check footage from Australia, who are under full martial law. 
And there's states in our country, places like under Governor Whitmer, who is a dictator that's not being removed. So, before I spiral off about the governors in blue states who might secede if Trump wins, and I'm going to get back to the politics because I wasn't done, but I wanted to talk about this topic at hand. And we're at an hour, but eh, fuck it. Um, where are we at here? Where are we at? Where are we at? So they, he talks about getting us ready, right? Getting America ready to deal with something like that. His solution was using cell phones. That was his first solution. Using cell phones to track and trace everybody's movements. Now that's coming from his lips, not mine. So that would be contact tracing. I'm going to play this clip real quick. Clue real quick. Check it out. We often hear that contact tracing is one of the keys to slowing the spread of COVID-19 and returning to a more normal way of life. But what exactly is contact tracing and how is it done? Well, here to tell us what we need to know is an infectious disease epidemiologist at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, Dr. Emily Gurley. So, Dr. Gurley, thank you for being with us. And you can answer that first question. What is contact tracing and how does it work? Well, it's nice to be here and I'm happy to talk about contact tracing because I think it is one of the best ways for us to reopen parts of our society with some confidence uh, that transmission isn't going to get out of control. So the virus relies on us and our connections to each other to propagate, to spread. And contact tracing practically is reaching out to people, calling people who are infected with COVID-19 or who have been exposed and could also be infectious and helping to let them know and give them um, the advice and the tools that they need so that they can change their behavior and not transmit to anyone else. So asking people to change what they do to, uh, to stop the spread. And it's important to note, this is not a new weapon here in battling a virus. Contact tracing has been used in the past successfully. Contact tracing is used every day for other diseases and outbreaks. So no, you're not. absolutely right. It's nothing not new. It's been around as long as we've had a concept of public health. And so what should someone expect if they get that call from a contact tracer? So if you get a call, there are two reasons. First, you've had a test for COVID-19 and it's positive. Um, so you should be expecting a call. So Could public health is going to reach out to you and find out how you're doing, make sure you have what you need, including access to medical care. They're gonna talk to you about what you're doing to stop the spread to other people and what you need to do um, to make sure you don't infect anyone else. Uh, Then they're going to find out who you may have infected, uh, who who you uh, had contact with while you've been infectious. Um, And it's important to find those people because they've been exposed and they could also be infectious. As you probably know, people can be infected with this uh, virus uh, and never know it. They may never develop signs or symptoms. And again, they're going to help you come up with a strategy to limit your contact with people you live with and make sure that you're not having any other contact with people that could give this virus more opportunities to spread in the community. Um, But it's important to remember, they're never going to ask. I mean, you can hear. You can hear what's happening. It's contact tracers are going to come to your house. You know, if they figure out you got a 
uh, positive COVID test. There, by the way, the CDC or the WHO is counting. So, per one person that gets the co- that gets a positive COVID test, they're ruling fifteen people as being exposed. So that's how they're upping their cases. These are not legitimate cases. One person actually tests positive. They add 15 to the numbers. Hospitals will add deaths just to get money. We know this. This is not new. So I'm going to take a break before I do the next hour. And I'm going to jump into what I was saying about Bill Gates getting us ready for, for what's happening already. We got contact tracing coming to your house and... We'll talk about the militarized health response uh, whenever I come back. So stick around. we're back from the break to get a cup of coffee and fucking drop a deuce get my thoughts together man so where were we at whenever i left you we were talking about obviously the lockdown and bill gates's vaccines and we uh i'm gonna wrap that topic up here what I left you off on was the military response. Okay, so I said about Bill Gates having Bill Gates, Bill Gates having, you know, of course, prior to COVID, or prior to us knowing about COVID, was Bill Gates laid out first of all warned us of this and then laid out a plan for us to get ready for a pandemic like this. Okay, so. First option was obviously cell phones and utilizing that technology to trace and contact us and, and keep an eye on everybody via phones, which we should have all seen coming. Yeah. So the next would be for Bill Gates was to create a military response, like some form of like a military health response. You know, he can, you know, he, he basically lays out like the military has not only numbers, but reserve numbers to heighten our numbers. And the response time is immediate. We need to apply that to medicine. So he's rolling out all these vaccines, right? We were talking about his vaccine rollouts in Africa, the sterilization, all of that's coming here. Okay. All of that's, you know, he's developing vaccines right now for America, um, MRNA vaccines to go into our body pair with our cells and adjust our DNA. Now, you pair those two things. Well, first of all, 
he wants to militarize inoculations, meaning the military will go door to door, forcibly inoculating citizens with these dangerous vaccines. Now, pair that, and again, I know I do conspiracies and whatnot, and one I haven't covered would be fluoride in the water. Now, Alex Jones has talked about fluoride for years. A bunch of other people have. They've been hammering at it. And what fluoride does, let me go ahead and knock this out real quick. And this is just one little mini piece of it. Okay, so the dangers of fluoride would be the closing off of the pineal gland. Okay, so the pineal gland is right in the center of your forehead. It's your third eye. Some people deny its existence. Those people are silly. Or theirs is completely closed off permanently. Now, this is where it's going to get a little weird. I believe that the pineal gland, well, this is a fact, the pineal gland is what reacts when you take DMT or hallucinogens, psychedelics, things that let you enter that realm, which if you've heard my show before, I believe that that realm is the spiritual realm. It is a gateway. I think the DMT is the furthest that we can go manually, of course, um, to just, you know, reach out and kind of communicate with that spiritual realm, right? Everybody who trips on DMT, I said it last week, they all see God, they see angels, they see an entity. Now, it's not always God. Okay, I believe if you can access good, you can access evil. So, oh, I got to be careful not to, not to go down any kind of rabbit holes here because, ooh, there's so much when you're talking about the pineal gland and, and psychedelics and the spiritual realm, but I'm going to try to keep this contained here. So fluoride will cut off your pineal gland. That's the idea. Continue to put fluoride in everything, water, drinking water, um, doesn't matter, toothpaste. That's the number one way that everyone gets fluoride in their body. Uh, you're not supposed to swallow toothpaste, but it happens at a micro rate, and you will get fluoride in your body. Now, I haven't stopped using toothpaste. Um, obviously, I do humor this theory. However, it's extremely difficult to find fluoride-free toothpaste that also has other things I enjoy. Um, but nevertheless, my pineal gland, my third eye is wide the fuck open. So I'm not too worried about it. However, medically speaking, it does affect that gland. Now, a lot of people ponder on the use of the pineal gland. Yeah. What's the point of, you know, what, you know, I've told you my thoughts on spiritual realm and connecting to it through psychedelics, it being some kind of key to unlock a way to directly see that realm. Now, for people running the world, right, for people putting fluoride in all the product and doing all, pulling all the strings, writing this, this script we're currently living, us being able to communicate with God or whatever you think it may be, communicating with the spiritual realm, figuring out that we're not, that this is bigger than us, it's more important than us, figuring out that there's real God out there, there's real creation, there's real miracle, whether it be the, the traditional gods you think of or whether it be multiple gods, whether it be, in my opinion, 
simulation programmers. You know, I talked all about the simulation last week. Um, I recommend you check that out. Though, with that being said, my view on the simulation is that we are either in one or creating one or both. And accessing that realm through psychedelics, which to me could easily be us leaving the simulation, right? You know, in the Matrix, they unplug from the simulation and boom, they're in this completely different world completely dystopian and nothing what you think is happening right that could be symbolic to me so we take psychedelics like dmt which when you take dmt your body your mind just your, your mind leaves your body okay and you you rush down this this what looks like a, a rabbit hole literally just a, a hyperspace you break through to this this space of ge- geometric shapes and colors i don't want to rehash it Again, you can listen to last week. I talk about DMT for 20, 30 minutes and its connection to this realm. Now, the realm, what I'm getting at here is, is that a way, is that you unplugging? Okay. If you were to fully go through with what they won't let you go through with, meaning enough DMT to break through, if you keep adding DMT to that, will you break out of the simulation? Either way, The elites running this country, running the world, can't let that happen. So by shutting off your pineal gland, thereby taking away that power, taking away that power to reach God, yeah? And if you follow the Bible, you understand, though, that in order for, you have to accept evil in, yeah? You have to accept it into you. You have to be accepting. Now, that's the rule. However, just like every other rule, it can be manipulated. Now, what do I mean? So, you think on this one-dimensional scale of, well, what does that mean? Do I have to do? Do I have to play with a Ouija board? Do I have to, you know, accept things in verbally? Do I have to mentally accept? How would we know that this? This first of all, we know that this global initiative, this this new world order, it's operated within the guides of Satanism. Sacrifice, sucking the youth out of the young. I mean, this isn't news, right? I got previous episodes all on Adrenochrome. You know, you can by all means go down that rabbit hole. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I got clips on my YouTube channel with Oprah being a Satanist and some of her practices and it's sick but it's all even if you don't believe in that kind of evil you have to acknowledge that they believe that kind of evil therefore they're going to operate under those guidelines no matter what you believe and no matter if it's real or fake it's evil okay so two things here a, flood the, flood the community with fluoride. They don't even notice that it's happening and close down your pineal gland. Now you have these mRNA vaccines that are going to pair with your cells, like I said, and alter your DNA. Now, we don't really know what that means. I don't. But I know it's not good and I don't want it. 
And if everybody had this information, they would also not want it. Except for the zombies. The, the, the walking dead that these people have created. These followers. These, these dead armies that are looting, rioting. They buy into this mess. They're susceptible to this brainwash. That they've been putting in place for probably two decades now. So, close off the pineal gland. Control people's DNA. God knows what that's going to do. It's just all about completely shutting us off from any, any realm, any spirituality, any consciousness of, of that of higher being. All of it just turned off. Now, there's no real big major end game for this, for what I'm talking about, but it's good to point it out. If you're super spiritual, watch out for this shit. Okay, this accepting evil voluntarily it doesn't happen at face value. This is global. Okay, they're setting up the world to accept it, not individuals. They're setting up mass acceptance without us even knowing it. So they put out cooties or cuties, what the fuck ever it's called, where it's like, oh, it's art. And then the other side is like, oh, well, they're sexualizing kids. So, no matter what your argument is for cuties, they still put it on Netflix. They're forcing us to show clips of it on media. So, we're showing this, just even if we're showing it in order to say that it's bad, the fact that we're showing it is a form of acceptance. I didn't watch it because I don't want to watch kids being sexualized. I don't care if it's art. And so, same thing with the Hunter Biden stuff, which is going to segue me right into the politics. So go ahead and finish up uh, today's show. But, yeah, I mean, you have, so it's, it's, it's demoralizing a society, right? That's what the name of the game is, right? You taint everybody at once instead of tainting one at a time. So, talks about the Hunter Biden stuff. There's all sorts of pictures and videos coming out of Hunter Biden not only smoking crack, which really isn't the topic at hand, but also hanging out with topless 15-year-old girls. Now, we all can agree that that's fucking bad. It doesn't seem we can all agree it's true, which that's today's climate, I guess. Uh, It's there. And now, news is going to cover it. Okay, they're going to cover it. Conservative, doesn't matter. That's the, that's the play here. So they have to put this on TV. Now, they can blur out 15-year-old tits all they want. But you're still showing it. You're putting that on a national platform where millions of people are going to visually see it. Now, is that a form of acceptance to evil? I think it's either midway or the start. That's how you do it. Now, there's nothing wrong. I have nothing wrong with gay people, homosexual people. So what happened was we gave rights that should have been given already to gay people to get married, to have freedoms, to live just like the rest of us. Now, some of you listening may may or may not agree with that. It's not really important. Okay, what's important is that what happened after that? What came of that? 
you had the LGBTQ movement who pushed to add a P into their little anagram and or whatever. The P would stand for pedo, as in pedosexual, not pedophile, pedosexual, as in acceptance, as in they're one of us, as in, now of course this didn't come to fruition, or fruition, I can't, so I can't speak today. However, the fact that that group, which I'm sure has been infiltrated and funded by big bank operations, just like Black Lives Matter, don't get me started on Antifa. I mean, you can watch this pattern. It's all demoralizing the masses, okay? Accepting that people are pedophiles. Why would you need to do that? Well, you follow the chain upstairs, and what'd you get? You got the Epstein stuff, right? So what actually was that? Okay, we all know Pedo Island. We all know the Lolita Express and the flight log and all the girls coming out against Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and all that. We all know about that. Well, we think we know about it. Yeah, we don't even know where the fuck either of them are. But what was the idea behind that? What was the point of Epstein doing what he was doing, right? Was it to just molest kids? Or was it just, no, of course not. It's bigger than that. And that's where the confusion is. Everybody's so confused by all this child trafficking, you know, uh, talking about adrenochrome. They have to torture kids to heighten their adrenal glands, and then they kill them, and then they take the blood, and they consume the blood from the pineal gland that was just heightened at 100% because of torture, rape, murder, and that's the world's most powerful drug. That's a fact. It not only is a de-aging serum, but it is a stupid strong psychedelic drug. Now, what are they doing with that? Now, obviously, de-aging, that's to stick around. So what? But the psychedelic part of it is, goes back to what I was just talking about. Okay, we're using psychedelic drugs to potentially talk to a spiritual realm. Are they doing the same thing? And I kind of touched on this on the episode about adrenochrome, or, yeah, about adrenochrome when I talked about DMT, which is, you're torturing these kids up until death... Now, when you die, DMT gets naturally released into your, it just really, all your dopamines release when you're dying. And DMT is among those. So you're going to have a DMT trip when you die. Isn't that kind of weird that when you die, DMT gets released and you have this trip? Is that you passing over? Is that the way? You break through that hyperspace and boom, you're there. Do you have to keep going? Do you have to maneuver through that hyperspace? We're not sure. But they might be sure. And what they're talking to is not going to be good. 100% evil. You know, last week I talked about CERN in Switzerland and them opening up little portals to hell and trying to discover God. And I'm going to uh, revisit CERN. I, I didn't get enough time to talk about what I wanted to talk about. I covered what I needed to cover for that day, but there's an entire hour-long um, video of somebody talking about CERN and the Hadron Collider, and I want to break that down and cover it again. But, nevertheless, I believe that they're using these this adrenal extract 
paired with DMT in order to trip and talk to evil entities, man. I mean, these people are openly satanic. All the way from the, the highest levels down to Hollywood. And Hollywood puts it in your face. They put it in your movies. So the election, we're going to kind of just touch on it here. Of course, they got a few clips um, to play to kind of show you what uh, what I'm talking about here. Um, well, for starters, well, <laughs> yeah, let's start with Pelosi, right? So, well, we'll lay out real quick. I've already done this, but we'll lay out how the election is going to go. Just a regular election Tuesday, tomorrow. How that's going to go and... It's going to be a, and I know this is kind of hack and cliche to say, but Trump is going to win by an enormous margin. Now, if you're listening and you're like, what the fuck? No, trust me. Now, just a few things here. Democrats, Democrats are spending five to one on, on polling, polling alone, five to one. So, they're, they're spending all this money on polls that are all telling you that Biden is, is going to take this election. No problems. Now, what that does is that creates a false illusion that Trump's going to lose. Okay? It's creating this illusion and telling you that, that Biden's going to win when we can just look with our own eyes and go, there's no way this guy will take a presidency here. Okay, he's doing drive-ins with six, seven cars. His, his rallies got four or five people showing up, all with their masks, social distancing. It's all a big scam, a big, big show of pandering. Meanwhile, Trump's selling out. He's got 30 to 40 to even 50,000 supporters packing in for his rallies where he just talks. Just talks. And um, these polls, right? All these polls that, that, that this spending is going towards, it's all fake, right? So there's real data, right? There's real data that's coming out. It's actually big tech backfiring. So all this big tech software that's in your house, right? Alexa, uh, Google Home, and things like that. All this smart AI technology that you're letting in your home. Even your Google searches, Everything down to what you search. It's all being gathered up in data and percentages. And what that data is showing is that Trump is going to destroy Biden. Now, what I mean is you've got these percentages of people searching how to vote Republican versus how to vote Democrat, right? That seems kind of like a weird statistic, but you'd be surprised how many people actually Google these things. And dude, I just got done reading... A, sto- a Breitbart, uh, a Breitbart post, breaking down each state's Google percentage and their Alexa and Google Home percentages, on just sheerly data on interest alone. Trump's got it three to one, two to one in every state. That's a real number, right? That's a real statistic, not a CNN-funded poll. So. Let's see here. Where are we at? Where are we at? So yeah, they create this this illusion, right? Now let's 
I'm gonna get to Hillary. Don't you worry. Just, I'm gonna play a first. I'm gonna play a clip of Joe Biden. Okay, I'm, a lot of those in my database. So here we go. Folks, we got a lot of work to do. I don't really need you to get me elected. I need you once I'm elected. So <laughs> he can't even talk, man. First, I want to laugh at Joe Biden because he's he's so far gone. He doesn't even know what fucking planet he's on. I I don't have the clip. I need to get it just for the fun. But what was it last week? He's doing a, a Zoom meeting with his wife, and he he straight up says that he goes four more years of George, and then he kind of stumbles off. He says he's referring to George Bush, but then he quickly corrects himself. He doesn't even fucking know who he's running against, man. He really doesn't. So that tells me that all the support that they're talking about has got to be for Kamala Harris who admits to being extremely radical, defunding police, which means taking control of the police. I mean, that's what this is, just these global police that they're bringing in. So that's Biden. We'll play that one more time just to give it context. Folks, we got a lot of work to do. I don't really need you to get me elected. I need you once I'm elected. Yeah, he says, I don't need you to get me elected, but I'm going to need you once I'm elected. So what, let me tell you what that means to me based off of all this previous information on this red mirage and then mail-in voting being counted and then Trump having the election with a landslide and then all of a sudden they say... So, right, that's what I was going to say a second ago is that just kind of giving you the brief what will happen is that Trump's going to win by a landslide just based off of real statistics, right, and just support that I see from going from state to state. And, you know... He'll win the election by a landslide. They're going to all the, you know, 72 days later when, when the inauguration comes, they're going to still be counting these mail-in votes. So all of a sudden Biden will win. Trump's going to contest. They say, they admit on TV that if Trump contests, they're going to have him removed and declared a dictator. Now the military... The part of the military has already said that there's a coup that they've they've been approached with a coup to remove Trump out of office for being unfit, and they've said we're not agreeing with this. We're not going along with this. This is wrong. This has been this has been on record. So that's that's the immediate. I think what we're going to see, <clears throat> and I mean Joe Biden just told you, I don't need you to get me elected. I mean. What does that tell? What else would that tell you? But he says, well, I'm going to need you once I'm elected. He wants your support once all the ballots are counted and there's this big chaotic episode where we don't know who the president is. They're still going to be campaigning after the election night. After tomorrow, they'll still be campaigning, which tells you what you need to know. Now, this next clip is, is uh, Nancy Pelosi. And again, this overconfidence and assurance that Biden's going to be seated as president should be super alarming. Here's the clip. But we are ready. I feel very confident that Joe Biden will be elected president on Tuesday, whatever the end count is. But on the election that occurs on Tuesday, he will be elected on January 20th. He will be inaugurated president of the United States. So while we don't want to be overconfident or assume anything, we have to be ready 
for how we are going to go down a different path. We've come to a fork in the road when it comes to the coronavirus. Fork in the road. This woman is out of her mind. I really don't know how she got in. So there it is. More overconfidence. You know, he will be seated. He will be, you know, it's all this. We're confident that he will be a president of the United States. She even has another clip that I think I got rid of. I did it a few episodes ago where she says that, you know, it, they'll have an inauguration somewhere else. So what you see what we're heading towards. Now, what does that mean for for Hillary? So Pelosi has stated recently that she is next in line for president. Matter of fact, I have the clip. Let me find it real quick. Let me find it real quick. Where's Pelosi? Uh-huh. There it is. All right. Listen to this. The fact is, whether he knows it yet or not, he will be leaving. Uh, just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a duly elected president of the United States. Mm. And the, uh, I just, you know, I'm second in line uh, to the presidency. And just last week, I had my regular continuation of government briefing this might interest you because it's i say to them this is never going to happen god willing it never will but there is a process it has nothing to do with that the certain occupant of the white house doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency is the presidency it's not geography or location So, so much for him. I wouldn't spend so much time on it. That's a victory for him because then we're not talking about your first more important subject, which is what are we going to do to stop this vicious virus that is making an assault on our our health? That's where their conversations always lead to, right? We've got to figure out the virus. We have to deal with this virus. What about the virus? Or Biden said, we've got to deal with the virus. We gotta, we gotta deal with the virus. All men and women created by the, go. You know the, you know the thing. You know it. <laughs> it's, it's too easy to make fun of that man. It's almost hack. So Pelosi, there's that. Pelosi even said she's second in line. Now, what does that mean? Well, second in line is for her, anyways, because obviously the vice president's second in line. But she's speaking under the effect of no administration being in there. So. You got this red mirage, all these these votes being counted all late, and then by January 20th, if no one's seated, guess who gets seated? The Speaker of the House. So if you can just, if we can just push this, right, if they can push this election off until after the 20th, have so many votes counted and so many votes lost and everything's just in disarray, which they've already been setting up, well... By the twentieth, no one will be sat if there's no civil war being going you know, being sparked yet, then that's if we make it to that point, you know. Um, she'll be seated. Now what that means is that Pelosi will be able to choose who seats then. She'll be able to decide who the president would be, which leads me to Hillary. So this is a clip of Hillary Clinton who just randomly resurfaced and I'm gonna play that. So we've got to have a massive legal operation. I know the Biden campaign is working on that. 
we have to have poll workers, and I urge people who are able Pressure to people. Uh, be a poll worker. To change their votes. We have to have our own uh, teams of people to counter right. Democratic. The, the force of intimidation that intimidation? the Republicans and Trump are going to put outside polling places. This is a big organizational challenge, but at least we know more about what they're going to do. And, you know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. Yeah, you've got your adrenochrome for the day. That's for sure. So she's telling you that he she just said. That he should not concede under any circumstance. What about the circumstance where you lose? Is that a circumstance? Or is that just not even on the table? You see what I'm saying? It's this blatant shit right in your face. So, Hillary, just remember the 2016 election, okay? Hillary already had books printed. I mean, people were already printing magazine covers, papers, books, all, you know, a, you know, Time magazine even printed their or started printing copies of her on the cover that said Madam President. That's how delusion that was the state of delusion that they were in. Okay? Trump derangement syndrome is a thing. It's a real thing. Matter of fact, I bet, well, YouTube probably won't have it because they don't have shit. Yep. I just want derangement. Yep, there it is. Uh derangement syndrome. I don't want Gavin McGinnis. Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> we'll play a Tucker Carlson uh a little Tucker Carlson clip here in a second. And he talks about Trump derangement syndrome, and that's a lot of people don't understand. Guy didn't even really understand. I thought that was a joke. I mean, Trump derangement syndrome. But apparently, it's actually a mental disorder. And in my opinion, that's going to be all these mental patients running around. That's what that's what it is, man. Oh no, I didn't mean to do that. Man, it's okay. Well, while that while I get that clip prepared. So the derangement syndrome, that's an example. They have they were printing books, printing magazines. They were already they were treating it like a Super Bowl. Where they are where they where they pre-release a lot of hats and jerseys and t-shirts for both teams who win. So they weren't doing that for Trump. Were they? Because they knew that she was gonna win, but then she didn't. Here's Tucker talking about Trump derangement syndrome. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Smallpox, the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu. Those are some of the many diseases that have changed the course of history over the last few thousand years. Here's a new one bound for the DSM, Trump derangement syndrome. It's a particularly insidious illness because it doesn't merely affect individuals, but entire political parties, rendering them unrecognizable. Until about 20 minutes ago, for example, the Democrats saw themselves as the party of reason resistant to superstition and mass hysteria. They were, as they often told you, the party that fought McCarthyism. Now it's the party that engages in McCarthyism enthusiastically. Watch. 
this is nothing short of treasonous because it is a betrayal of the nation. He is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. I think Donald Trump is a fascist. I think everything he stands for is disgusting. That is pure racism. And the president is cynically using that racism to appeal to his base. That is not what you see in a democracy. That is exactly what you see in authoritarian regimes. They dare me to say impeach him. Today I say impeach 45. Speaking of hysteria, Maxine Waters, of course, did not stop there. She urged her followers to hunt down and harass anybody tied to the Trump administration. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. Oh, and they obeyed. And as a result, this happened. They're storming people in a restaurant while they're eating. This is all rage by proxy, of course. They'd like to hurt Trump himself, but he's not around, so they attack his employees and supporters. And in the absence of any of those, a star on the sidewalk with his name on it. Watch this. Just tearing up his uh, Hollywood star. That's how it started, but smashing the star did not cool the emotions of the star smashers. Now the star is a venue for street fights. I don't give a f what, what you gonna do? Get out of my We're deep in here. We're deep right here. Get out of my face. We're deep in here. Get out of my face. We're deep in Get out of my face. Just fighting. Trump supporters being attacked. Hear that? What you haven't heard are Democratic leaders appealing for calm. The Democratic Party at this point has become totally unmoored from whatever principles wants to find it. Under Franklin Roosevelt, Democrats championed working Americans and organized labor. They couldn't do that today. Too many union members are middle-aged white guys. Instead, their only remaining principle is hatred of the president. If Trump supports something, they're against it. If he's against it, they're huge fans, no matter what it is. Consider the events of the past few months. MS-13, for example, a deadly street gang that engages in sex trafficking, rape, drug smuggling, torture, murder with knives. MS-13 preys on poor people, mostly immigrants. The president called them animals because they are. Within hours, the left produced a wave of speeches and op-eds extolling the basic human dignity of gang members with face tattoos whose model is kill, rape, control. Once they embraced MS-13, the left decided that the law enforcement agency charged with arresting MS-13 must be bad. Hence the now common demand that ICE be abolished so that immigration laws can never again be enforced. And then there's Stormy Daniels. Even on the far left, hardcore pornography was not considered an ideal career for your daughter. And then Daniels and her creepy cable-friendly lawyer emerged. And now Daniels is touted on the left as some sort of civil rights hero. When Rudy Giuliani doubted her credibility, he was blasted for impugning the respectability of women who have sex with strangers on camera for pay. Well, for years, the left was even more adamant than the right in demanding free speech for Americans and good for them. And then came Trump. Free speech allowed Donald Trump and his supporters to be heard, so now the left is against free speech. They're begging Facebook and Twitter to suppress the opinions they dislike and censor news outlets that don't toe the new Democratic Party line 
the line that has existed for about 15 minutes. The left also used to worry about the unchecked power of the most powerful sectors of our government, the CIA and the FBI and the whole constellation of alphabet agencies. They worried that those bureaucrats might violate civil liberties at will. They might spy on Americans. They might hide all of that beneath the black cloak of the word classified. Now those agencies have used their power to spy on Trump's associates and leak damaging information about the administration to the press. Suddenly, the left considers them, these unaccountable members of the deep state, heroes. How about this one? For decades, the left accused the rich of not paying their fair share of taxes. Okay, last year's tax reform bill rolled back the amount of state and local taxes rich people can deduct. Now that the wealthy, though, form the core of the Democratic Party's constituency, liberals are outraged by this. New York and New Jersey are suing the Trump administration to get the rich their tax deductions back. We could go on and on and on. George W. Bush embroiled America in a ruinous Middle Eastern war. The left hated him for that. Now he gave a speech criticizing Trump last year, so he's fully rehabilitated. The left used to fear corporate control of major news outlets, and they should. But after President Trump attacked the Washington Post as a mouthpiece for Amazon mogul Jeff Bezos, a USA Today columnist said those critiques were, quote, attacks on the First Amendment, as if they defend the First Amendment. They don't. President Trump tweeted threats at Kim Jong-un, so his sister was praised at the Winter Olympics for stealing the spotlight from Vice President Pence. She must be great. The president hates her brother. President Trump wants better relations with Russia and peace in Syria. So naturally, all the geniuses in Washington tell us we have to prepare for war against both countries. To anyone who remembers the Democrats of the 1960s, the 90s, or even three years ago, it's all very confusing. That party is dead. It's been replaced by a new one whose entire platform could be say no to Trump. This isn't politics anymore. It's the world's dumbest religion. Well, there you have it. That was a long one, but, I mean, that's, that's what it is, man. Ever since the beginning, ever since he won the election in 2016, what have you seen? I mean, the second he got announced as president, people outside protesting, lesbians with purple hair, screaming bloody murder. Okay? So that's the Trump derangement syndrome, which is what these mental patients are suffering from. They're running around, burning shit down, punching Trump supporters, executing Trump supporters. The second anybody shoots back... They go to jail. Meanwhile, all these protesters, people burning and looting and, and breaking the law under the guise of whatever the fuck, they get let out under the funds of these these Democratic representatives, man. So uh, now we have, of course, the Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop and Giuliani releasing this information. And I'm going to play that. And it's another long clip, and I'm going to play that, and then I'm going to wrap up by laying that out and and what what that could mean for this election. There we go. You want proof? New York Times? You want proof? Twitter? You want proof? Facebook? You want proof, you corrupt, lying, whatever you are? Here's the proof. I didn't write it. Russians didn't write it. And I didn't get the 30 million. Your prince got it. The prince of darkness, Joe Biden. The guy who used his son, a drug addict, to be his bag man. Why do you think 
his son lost his teeth at 40 years old. Because under this kind of pressure, working with murderers and organized criminals like Mykola Zoshevsky and Elena Buterina and Xi Ying Ming at the bottom of the river and Whitey Bulger's nephew. What do you think happens to a drug addict, Dad, when you put him in with people like that? He becomes a much worse drug addict. He becomes a degenerate drug addict. You couldn't find some bum in Washington to do this for you? You had to use your son and ruin his life? And you want to be president of our country? My goodness, you should check in to the local federal prison and start doing your time. That's where you belong, not in the White House. You used your family to pick up your bribes, hide your bribes, live the life of a billionaire. And by the way, I don't think you failed in all those negotiations just because you're stupid. I think you failed in those negotiations because you sold out the United States of America. That's what I think you did. And you were ready to do it again if we didn't catch you. This, this whole deal was done in anticipation of your being president with the Chinese intelligence services. And I don't care if the liberal media covers up for you. Some of them are just as corrupt as you are. And some of them are so, so taken with hatred, they can't see the better good of their country. They're willing to sell out our entire country just to get rid of Donald Trump. Joe, you've been a thief for 30 years. Your son says it right here. It would be a tragedy for this country. Our system of justice would be ruined if you're not brought before the bar of justice and held accountable the way any ordinary American would be. Until we fix that, we don't fix this country. You, ladies and gentlemen, have a chance to fix it right now. You make sure when you vote, you don't vote for this man. And you don't vote for his party because his party has been corrupted since the days of Clinton. It needs a cleaning out. Doesn't mean there aren't great Democrats. Most of them are wonderful people. But right now, the top of their party has a cancer. It's called Clinton and Biden. It's got to be excised. Give them a big, big loss. They'll go back and reform and they'll be the Democrat party of old. And we can start arguing about taxes and we can argue about foreign policy. We don't have to argue about selling out to the Chinese. Or the and that's the name of the game. Okay. Selling out to the Chinese. So wrap up this podcast for today. The name of the game for them is blackmail. Now blackmail at all levels, all the way up, all the way down. Now we brought up Epstein earlier. Now Epstein's MO was blackmail. You know, it wasn't just fly people over to have sex with children. It was fly important people over to your island where you have 15-year-old girls who appear to be 18. You sell them as being 18, record these people having sex with them. Now you own them. You own them. Now, that was just a miniature scale of what's, of what's going on with China and the Bidens, right? So... You got all these videos and pictures of Hunter Biden with underage women or underage girls. 
And why? Oh, yeah. The Chinese government recorded it. Okay? They're the ones that actually kept the tapes. They had this stuff. This stuff got leaked from China. Why would they hold on to this? Oh, yeah. So they can own Hunter Biden, which in turn would make them own Joe Biden. Who already will sell us out to China. He wants to get rid of fracking, our entire oil industry. So he can slowly move all those jobs to China. Which would destroy this country. That's what I'm voting for. I'm voting for Trump to keep that here. Okay? They own them. China owns the Bidens. They probably own the Clintons too. So that's that's the dangers of this. This blackmail scheme runs all the way up to the top. And I mean, in my opinion, I mean the tip top. All the way up to the Rothschilds, the Rockefeller group, the, uh, you know, it, it, it goes all the way up to the big banks above the, to the Freemasonry, the people who really run the world. It's blackmail that trickles all the way down. So that's that. All right. That's the election coming up. That's the the dangers that we're facing. And not to mention, I mean, these guys tell you, these Democrats, they tell you that this civil unrest is not going to stop. You know, it's going to continue if Trump's in office, that they're threatening us. The civil unrest, I mean, you got you got buildings more small businesses boarding up their sh- their their spaces, abandoning their businesses just in anticipation of civil unrest. But yet, nothing's being done about it. Cops are being told to stand down, don't do anything, let these people loot, riot, burn. It's in your face, people. I don't care if you like Trump, but if you want to vote for that fucking party... And just watch our country burn to the ground and become enslaved. This is the new world order. They found their way in. People have been fighting them for centuries. All the way back to the ancient Roman times. This didn't start with our modern world. We just continued. We continued to grow. And they finally found their way in through medical tyranny. It was an inn. And now they're here. This is a way for them. They literally took over almost the entire planet in one pandemic that they created. And who was left? Russia and the United States. And what what are they doing? Trying to turn us against each other. They've been doing that for four years now. Really five. So we're going to enter a really dark time around this election tomorrow and probably the next three months after that. But, you know, 
all you can do is vote and pray and, and stick to your families and buy guns, buy ammunition. Get ready. Because they say they're coming to the suburbs. They say they're coming to our neighborhoods. We're waiting. So, anyways, folks, I appreciate you checking it out. Um, that's been the show. I got a couple shows planned already to knock out for the next few weeks. Uh, not really sure which ones I'll do in what order, but look for that. Look for this episode. Well, you already found it, but all platforms across the board, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle is my host site, and if you want quick, easy clips from the show, check out the YouTube channel. Should be youtube.com slash apocalypse live and or Chad TV. Uh, there should be two to three clips there a week. No full shows unless I'm in a good mood. But you can get all the full shows for free at redcircle.com slash apocalypse live. Or like I said, the other major platforms where you can get everything uh everything podcasts. So I hope you enjoy this info. If you listen to it and you have information, you have opinions, thoughts, please, by all means, reach out, comment, give me a, a rate on uh, all your podcasts, give me a five-star rating, leave a review, and uh, yeah. I think that about does it. I think that about does it. That was a long show. I uh, hope you enjoy it. I may put it out in two parts. may put it out in one. Who knows? But I definitely won't make you wait for it. This is big stuff. And with the election happening tomorrow and me not being back on here until next week, I'm going to have a lot to catch up on. So, yeah. Like I said, follow the podcast. Go on Instagram. And search for keyword Apocalypse Live. My page will pop up. Little quick little uh, audiogram things you can like or whatever. But yeah. Thanks for checking it out. I'll see you next Monday.